Hey, this is Alexander Lauren, and you're listening to The Podcaster's Life, live on Spreaker. My special guest today is Jesse Kahat from Pearls From My Mom, the podcast. I hope you enjoy today's live show. This episode is sponsored by PodcastersCoach.com. What is holding you back from a great life? What's holding you back from a great podcast? Working with a certified professional life coach is like adding rocket fuel to your podcasting journey. Are you lacking confidence? Are you having difficulty with time management? Are you struggling to maintain your momentum? The Podcasters Coach will help you with all of this, but also help you focus on your goals, provide you with the support, cheer you on, hold you accountable, and help you achieve what you desire and deserve. Visit podcasterscoach.com and schedule an obligation-free complimentary coaching session. I am joined by Jesse Kahat from The Pearls from my mom podcast. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Alexander. How are you? I am awesome. I am awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. All right. So, Jesse, the tagline on your iTunes cover art says, sharing to keep the legacy alive. Now, Jesse, I've I've worked on my own legacy project in the past, and, and I included my previous podcast. I think podcast and legacy is a tremendous mix. When did you first get this idea? Well, it all started when I became addicted to listening to podcasts. I I actually had a blog already um, about the journey that I've gone through since my mother had passed away two years ago. So I, I had the blog and I wasn't super great at writing about it. Not necessarily because I don't have things to say, but I don't know, blogging to me it feels slightly narcissistic, which it kind of is, but I, I didn't know that anybody would be really that interested in my story. What I really wanted was to help other people tell their stories and their their favorite pearls of wisdom from their moms that have passed away. So I became addicted to listening to podcasts. And then I thought, well, there's a podcast out there for everybody. And there's not one like this. So why don't I just create one? And then that's when I started. And I had no idea whether people would want to be interviewed. I had no idea whether people would want to listen. But it turns out it's yes on both accounts. Right on. And it looks like you've been doing this since August. Is that right? Yes. August? Was it August? Yeah. How, like, how has it felt to be talking about your mom on a regular basis? Well, it's weekly on a podcast for the last three months. It feels awesome. Um, that was one of the things, and that's why that's why the tagline is sharing to keep the legacy alive. Because I, I'm just terrified that I'm going to forget things, or I'm terrified that you know I have two children, and I'm I'm just terrified that they're going to grow up not remembering things, or that my sister and I will forget. And so, for me to be able to talk about her has been incredibly therapeutic, and it lets me know that. You know, I've gotten messages from people that I've never even met before that knew my mom saying, oh, thank you so much for sharing that story or your mom was this to me and I miss her so much. And that to me just connects me to people that she was connected with. And it makes me feel amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, I, now I, I had the, the idea with legacy and podcasts and, and you were blogging on it and you started your podcast. Jesse, have you heard of other people doing this? About, you know, keep sharing their story. Yeah, or having legacy in mind when they're doing the podcast. Hmm. 
Hmm, that's a great question. I don't know that I've been cognizant of it. Uh, I'm sure that when I'm listening to people's podcasts, I can say, you know, oh, wow, that, you know, this will be here for a long time to come and that it will be creating leg legacy. But I never I guess I never really thought about it. Okay, no problem. I, I just like when I was doing mine, I was thinking I like I'm an older father and I thought to myself, why don't I like put my own little wisdom in my podcast and then say I can maybe answer some of my ch my uh, children's questions when I'm gone and all they have to do is listen to my podcast and maybe maybe they'll get some answers. Anyways, um, I think That's it's awesome. just yeah, I think it's just wonderful. Now I'm listening to your podcast and I mean, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing and I love, I also love the, the emotions that come from it. And you mentioned how, how great you feel, but is there, I don't know, is there also sadness at the same time when, when you're interviewing people? You'd think that because it's, it's a really sad topic. In fact, it's so sad that a lot of people won't talk about it, but I mean, every time I press the the stop record button, the guest and I stay on and we just chit chat for a while about how good we feel and about how it's so nice to talk to. It's, I wrote it on my blog once that it's kind of like joining a sisterhood that I never, ever wanted to be a part of. Um, but it's a sisterhood of people that have, have lost their moms and are trying to just do the best with, with what they can with life without her. And I mean, it's pretty inevitable for most people. You you know that you're probably going to outlive your parents, um, but it's something that's really deeply hard to deal with. And so, I mean, sometimes when we're doing the interview, they'll say, oh, here, here it comes. I'm about to cry. You know, I mean, like most people, we, and I usually cry once in an interview. It's not depressing. It's not sad. It's like yeah. when, when we get off and, and when we're done, it's like, just very therapeutic. We have a really nice conversation and, and it's never, we, I've never had anybody say they regretted talking about their, their mother. Yeah. And do you get a sense of celebration from it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so nice for people to be able to share stories and they'll, they'll start into a story and they'll say, Oh, I haven't thought about this in years or, Oh, this is something that nobody else knows. And, and it's, it's really fun to be able to share that with myself and then with my audience. Where do you where do you find the where do you find your guests? So a lot of it's uh, done on Facebook. I'm active in several different groups, and every once in a while, you know, there'll be like a collaboration post that somebody will put out, and so I'll just and it, and I know I always thought like once my mom passed away, I had a few friends whose moms have also passed away, and I was like, okay, I can I can talk to them or I can lean on them, but I realized that not everybody likes to talk about it. Um, even in my own family, my sister doesn't share as much as I do. And so to find it's really like a sweet spot. You have to find somebody whose mom has passed away and somebody who really is willing to share that story and wants to talk about it. So it's usually Facebook, but sometimes people have reached out to me through you know, Twitter or or other means, but usually Facebook. Any idea, Jesse, or do you have an opinion as to why people don't want to talk about it? It's it's a deeply painful subject. Um, yeah. You know, it, people are just like a lot of people are just trying to do their best. And for most people that I know, actually, everybody that I've ever talked to, the relationship between a mother and a daughter especially is pretty darn complicated. Um, mine as well, even though I talk about my mom with such loving regard and I share mostly happy memories. But I mean, there was a there was a period of my life. I, it was 
tumultuous between the two of us. And, and I think that everybody has some degree of complication with their mother. And so it's just, it's, people are just doing their best to try to get by without her. Usually by the time that, that, you know, she passes away, most people have kind of moved into that best friend role. I know my mom was somebody that I called every single day. Um, you know, the kids were sick or if I had a question about being an adult, you know, like I'm in my thirties, I'd still call my mom and be like, Hey mom, you know, what's the best, how do I figure out the best mortgage rate or, you know, whatever. And and she was always there. So it, it just leaves a huge void that people, I think uh, for the most part, have a hard time discussing. Can you tell us a little bit more about the pearls from my mom podcast? Yeah, for sure. I love talking about it. Um, <laughs> Well, I started it because I wanted to share a little bit of my own story, and then I wanted to see if other people wanted to talk about their stories. So the main focus of Pearls from My Mom is to get somebody to tell their story, and they can tell as little or as much of it as they want. Some people don't mind talking about you know, the way that their mother passed away. I don't mind sharing you know, that whole entire story. Um, and some people don't like to talk about that part, but really at the heart of the show is the best or your favorite pearl of wisdom that your mother gave to you and how has it helped shape your life how is it something that you're passing down to you know if you have your own children or um, you know your own podcast or you know how does that shape that and then I I, I do ask for a lot of advice for people that might be going through the same thing because grieving is deeply personal and it's a process and it's something that everybody has to go through and I will probably continue to go through it for the rest of my life without her. So I usually ask for advice on what helped them through the grieving process. What's been the uh, feedback been like from, from your guests? It's been nothing short of wonderful. In fact, I always, I, at the end, I start to ask them about, you know, what's been helpful to them and they always end up gushing about my podcast which is totally unintentional and not I'm not trying to like get them to feed my ego or anything like that but um everybody has said that it has been incredibly helpful to them to even just you know spend 45 minutes to an hour talking with somebody who understands and sharing the story of their mom and what their pearls of wisdom are and I think from the, the last episode I listened to Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that your guest actually talked about stuff she hasn't remembered in a really long time. Does this does this happen regularly where they where your guests talk about their mom and then all of a sudden they're bringing up things they haven't thought about in years and years? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that to me and I can hear it in their voice and I can hear that spark and that excitement when they think of something. It's I I liken it to every once in a while my sister will call me. And she'll she'll say, oh, I just remembered something that mom would do. And, she, you know, I can hear that excitement in her voice and I can hear it. It's the same when my guests remember something. So, yeah, it happens. And I think it's amazing and wonderful when it does. You mentioned your sister. Does does the podcast actually does it help your relationship with her at all? We're pretty close, um, despite the fact that she lives in Colorado and I live in Canada. So we're <laughs> the other side of Canada. So we're pretty far away in terms of geography. But um, I, I did, I wanted to test out my podcasting, podcasting, can't even say it, whatever you, I wanted to test out my new skills. And so she was the first person I recorded an interview with and I never put it on there because it's total crap. Um, and I say that not because of myself or my sister, but I didn't ask her. My sister is incredibly strong and she has gone through 
more than just losing my mom. She lost her husband um, when he was 31 years old and she's, she's gone through mental illnesses and, and she is the strongest person I know. And I asked her all soft, softball, fluffy questions and I won't air that interview, but I do want to interview her again. And she has consented to it, but she doesn't listen to my show because she doesn't listen to my podcast. Um, someday, maybe, maybe I'll get her on that train. Now you said you threw her some softballs. Do you, are you throwing, are you still throwing softballs? I don't know. It's hard because I know my sister so well and I know everything that she's been through like inside and out. And so, um, I, you know, I ask people, I ask people the same type of questions and the same, you know, sequences and I'm not you know I don't want to I always tell people I don't want to Barbara Walters you you know like I don't want I'm not purposely trying to make you cry and like reflect on the hardest time of your life um but you know certainly I do want to get at the heart of of what they want to remember about their mother does does that by chance bring in any fear when you're interviewing someone because of all the emotions and I don't know if, I don't know if anyone has started bawling their eyes out on on your podcast but do, do you have a fear of that happening? No, I do send a I send people a list of questions prior to just so that they kind of know where I want to go and I tell people if there is anything off limits you should probably tell me that. Um, and I haven't really had anybody say anything's off limits. Most people are an open book and I haven't really had anybody like have a breakdown during it. You know, people will cry, but it's usually remembering good things. So it's never been like an uncontrollable, <laughs> like we have to stop the interview, but then I don't do live either. So it, may, it makes it a little bit easier because if I did have to, I could edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I, when I was stuck earlier, I'm like, oh yes, this is live. <laughs> There's no editing going on. <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite podcast moment? Oh man. I, I interviewed a, like from my show, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have lots of you know, good ones. Um, I interviewed a, a girl who started, a, a foundation. It's, it's called the Pearl Project and she makes jewelry and it, it benefits lung cancer. Um, and that's actually the type of cancer that my mom passed away from and hers as well. And, and just during that interview, um, getting her to talk about her mom and the foundation that she started and she got emotional and I got emotional. Her name's Christina. She's a, she's a really wonderful person. And that to me was just like, I, I felt so good talking to her and so good helping her share her, her project with others that I think that that's probably one of my favorite moments from my show. Have you by chance been happier since you've been podcasting? I have. In fact, I, I, I'm on a bit of a hiatus. Not It wasn't even planned, but, you know, my son was sick and then there was this thing and that thing. And so I took a few weeks off. And, yeah, as I'm I'm sad right now. Like, I'm sad. Like, I'm happy to be on the mic with you. And I need to get back on the mic for my own show because uh, I am, I'm much happier. And I do, even if it's just one interview a week, I just feel so much more connected to people who have the same type of story that I do. And it's almost like when you're not, when you stop publishing for maybe a week or two, there almost feels like a bit of a void and there's like, I really need to do this. It's, this is good for me. I need to publish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you, um, how did you learn about podcasting? Did you teach yourself or did you have a mentor? Is there anyone you want to pay homage to? Well, my dad 
is, was a radio DJ since 1968. And so I grew up like he, he worked at a jazz station um, and he was like the nighttime guy, which for the jazz station, that's the popular time of night, the popular time of day, because people, you know, listen when they're having dinner, they want to relax. So my dad was like the, the voice of his station. And so I grew up, um, you know, being around, going to the station, visiting the station. Um, and so I always thought it was really cool. And when my dad retired, I know that he missed DJing. Um, so I always, I found out about podcasting and I, I was trying to push him to start a podcast and I wasn't even really a listener of podcasts. I just said, Oh, you know, dad, you should start something like this, start something like it. So he's like, I don't even know where I'd start. I don't know how he's, you know, I mean, he's, he's my dad. He's not like super tech savvy, but he's all right. And so I started looking up things for him and then I started discovering podcasts that I list, I liked to listen to. And then I thought, well, I'll just try it. So I just ordered a, I ordered a kit and it sat in my, in my, you know, basement for a little bit. And then my mom's birthday was August 18th. So I said, you know what, I'm going to launch this pod. And in the end of July, I said, I'm going to launch this podcast in a couple of weeks. So I have to figure out how to do it. Right <laughs> I just went pretty fast, but I, my dad doesn't have a podcast yet, but I hope he does sometime. <laughs> I can some. Where, where did you get the kit? What made you decide to, to buy the kit that you bought? Oh God, you know, I really just wanted something where everything came in a box. I was reading everything, this kind of microphone and this kind of mixer and this and that. And I, it was, it was honestly overwhelming. And then I found, I think it's Behringer, the German company. Yeah. That's probably how you say it. So they had like a podcaster's kit on Amazon for like 150 bucks Canadian. It's probably even like a hundred bucks American. And I was like, you know what? Boom, done. Ordered it. And I, you know, I don't even know what half the switches on my mixer do. <laughs> And I have a, a homemade pop filter with a, uh, it's like a pantyhose, um, you know, it's pretty fancy down here in my basement, but um, it works. Excellent. Excellent. I like that. You just, you just did it because that's what happens to many of us. We just keep searching and searching for the right equipment and then we have to learn the equipment and then it's just delay after delay after delay. So I like your strategy. You see it, you order it, boom, you're done. Well, and like you could see all the on the all the Facebook groups and stuff, people are asking like, which one is this? And if you get all those opinions, it just gets so much muddier. I'm sure my stuff's not the best stuff in the world, but I don't care. It works for me. Boom, it's done. I ordered it. We're good. That's right. <laughs> you sound great. You sound great. Ah, oh, thanks. Do you have any podcasting struggles? Yeah, I mean, I'm not awesome in general in my life at like scheduling things. And so if I don't have somebody booked for an interview or, you know, then I then I do have a tendency to be like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then, you know, my my release days are Fridays. Um, and so then it's like Thursday night. and I've got the kids running around and I'm like, oh, shoot. So just keeping that schedule and sticking to it. I mean, I do mostly interviews, but I have tons of solo shows that are halfway written or, you know, ready to, to kind of just be put down on the mic. But for some reason, that's the scheduling that's really tough for me. How do you find uh, podcasting with children around? Well, I try to schedule most of the stuff during the day. Yeah, <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. So that the kids are cool because it is really, so I did do one interview with a lady who was, um, she was actually wearing her toddler like you know, like in a sling while we were doing like she was like baby wearing yeah. um 
And in the middle of the podcast, there's like a big loud scream. And, you know, she's, oh, I'm so sorry. Can we we can re-record? And I said, you know what? It's real life. We're both moms, whatever. Like I would I would be willing to bet that most people listen to my podcast are parents. Um, So I was like, whatever, we'll just leave it there. Um, But, yeah, I I don't I try not to do it when they're here. All right, Jesse, are you ready for the Podcasters Nerdo Challenge? I'm so ready. All right, so let's just pause for a moment and we'll get right to it. Sounds good. Hey, I'm Tyler Kirby and I host the podcast Better Than Static. We're just three friends that get together and tell jokes, funny stories, and sometimes talk about movies and TV shows. All in hopes of brightening your commute or helping you get through the work day. You can check us out on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, and now Stitcher. And now back to Podcaster's Life with Alexander Lauren. All right, the Podcaster's Nerd Out One Minute Challenge. The object of the game is to answer as many questions as you can in one minute. If you're stuck, just say pass and I'll move on to the next question. Let's see how many questions you can answer correctly, Jesse. There is no high score. It's a brand new month, so you will be the champion <laughs> automatically. I love it. Okay, yeah. so there's there's no downer about it. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. The clock will begin after I ask you the first question. Are you ready? I am so ready. Will SoundCloud exist in 2018? No. Is Judy a type of woman's shoe or a podcast microphone? Uh, shoe. What's the full name of your microphone? Um, it's a Behringer XM8500. What is the name of the first guest you interviewed? Mary Rogers. Who was the first U.S. president to podcast? Oh, God. But George H. No, George W. Bush. Besides yourself, name your favorite podcaster. Okay. Alexander Lauren. Who has more podcasts, men or women? Men. Have you ever truncated silence? Yes. Do podcasters call three podcasts a tripod? I, I, why wouldn't you? On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your first published episode? Oh, I think it's a nine, man. That was a good one. What podcast player do you do you use? Uh, for myself, uh, Player FM. Anchor is the name of a micro podcasting service. Is it also the name of a beard? Uh, sure. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You got 12. Yes. You got How them many... all right. Oh, dang. Whew. That's amazing. Wow. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, I knew, I knew you were amazing before, but now I know you're really Mind <laughs> blown, huh? Yes. Oh, my God. And I really should give you two points for naming me your favorite podcaster beside yourself. <laughs> those are, are suck-up points. That's what I was going for. Wow. I am blown away. You are incredible. Fantastic. Well, thank you for playing my game. I feel so good. I feel so good and energized. Oh, I'm about to cry. Okay. So, Jesse, how can people hear your show and how can they connect with you? All right. Well, I'm on all the... Well, I think I'm on all the things. It's hard to tell how many things there are. But, you know, you got the i the iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what they call it now, um, Podbean. I'm, so you can, anybody can find me. It's Pearls from My Mom is the name of the show. And I've got all of the, you know, I've got Facebook, Pearls from My Mom. I also have a private group 
for people if there are people who have lost their moms and they want to discuss and and join. It's very small. There's literally like 12 people in it, but they can come on over to Pearls for My Mom, the group on Facebook. I have Twitter and Instagram at Pearls for My Mom. And if they want to email me, they can Pearls for My Mom at gmail.com. Excellent. Jesse, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Okay, don't don't go away, Jesse. Don't go away. Okay. Listener, stay tuned for the bonus micro podcast improv. And thank you for downloading or streaming today's live episode. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now. All right. Okay, we're still on. We're still on live. We got the bonus section. Wow, okay. I'm so I'm so energized by that high <laughs> score. It's so amazing. All right. Do you hear that? I do, yeah. Okay, so this is the box. My nine year old daughter did a whole bunch of words. Box is getting pretty low. I'm doing a lot of improvs here. All right. I'm pick one note, and then we're going to do a passion project on it. Three mm-hmm. to five minutes on the topic of boring. <laughs> the topic of boring. It's my daughter's writing right there. That sounds like something my nine-year-old would pick, too. <laughs> she is so bored. <laughs> Welcome to the micro podcast or the boring micro podcast. Alexander here. I'm joined with Jesse Kahat. <laughs> Jesse, boring. You and I, bored. Children who are bored. What do you love about being bored? Oh, it's just so nice to, you know, not have anything to do and to just like, you know, sit around and it's just like there's nothing to do. It's great. It's my favorite thing to not do. Yeah. Is there a specific boring activity that really fills your heart full of boredom? Well, there's this area where my cat has scratched a lot of the wallpaper on the wall. And so I like to, you know, kind of count how many scratches there every day and just kind of see you know like maybe is there any more or anything like that it's, it's really really boring yeah yeah i'm surprised you have that cat because you know the cat is so much energy and excitement it, don't you just want to tell that cat to just chill chill out and sleep all day she that's she she stays on top of the dryer that's where the wallpaper is in a basket she's like 35 pounds so she's uh she's the least energy cat she's the most boring cat which is really exciting for me yeah that's wonderful she's really learning a lot from her master you're doing a fantastic job with that how Mm -hmm. about paint drying are are you are you into that these days well i would like to do that but it just it gets a little too exciting you know because you can start to see it all dry up and that's um it's too much for me you know what i mean It's, it's a little too exciting we have children, Jesse, and you know how they are. They just wake up full of spunk. How do you destroy their excitement? Oh, everything. If you ask them, everything that I do destroys that excitement. So, you know, asking them to brush their teeth. I didn't buy the right cereal. Um, you know, I <laughs> having to put your jacket on before you go outside, that's the worst, even when it's like negative 10 outside, you know, here up in Canada. So... Yeah, if you ask them, everything I do destroys their uh, their will to live. 
And I think yeah. that would be the most boring parent in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they really do it for me when I ask them how their day was. They are so bored of that question. So mm. bored. But, you know, I think I'm teaching them well. I guess I'm teaching them well. Well, this has been a wonderful, boring podcast with you. Do you have any advice for the listener that might just need a little extra boredom in their day? Well, you know, when I get too excited, I really just start thinking about the most boring things in the world. And, you know, maybe just turn on a little NPR, let yourself relax, get get yourself pretty bored. Excellent. Excellent. How about you take the final word on boring? All right. Um, stay bored out there, people. <laughs>